Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're starting another dragon book. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Back, to, back to our roots. Uh, today we are starting To Shape a Dragon's Breath. Uh, and we're about a third of the way through there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got a little warm up for us today. And I think this one might be, I feel like a lot of times my warm ups are, are rants. Mm. Um, but I'm going to phrase this one as a business idea. Ooh, okay. We love a loop business and, idea. And I think that that you might uh, you might connect with this in a little bit, but I'm not 100% sure. Now, if you are in a school setting or some other setting where you like are in a large group of people semi-frequently. Yeah. There's a very large issue when you are like going into groups or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back to the whole group as like as one, very difficult for the person in charge to like get everybody get everybody together. Do you know what I mean by this? I'm, maybe I'm not explaining this well. Try yeah, try it again. Try it again. What do you mean? Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the context of a of a classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you're the teacher of a classroom. You're lecturing. Blah blah blah. Mm, and then you're like, okay, let's do let's do group discussion. Everybody goes into groups, and then whenever whenever you're coming back to it, it's like, okay, time to get back. But everybody's talking. Mm, oh, for sure. Yes, it's yes, it's yes. And so it's like, what do I do? Right? Do I yell? Mm-hmm. and be super rude do you quiet coyotes try... like a second grader or... <laughs> and what i have been noticing uh is that in a lot of contexts people really struggle with this yes yes like like professors i Ooh. guess the the context that i'm in is is mostly school related yeah but i i think it extends to other people as well like conferences or something like that Business meetings. Impossible to get people back together without, like, looking bad. You know what I mean? Mm. Because you always look bad when you're up front and you're like, everybody quiet down. Mm -hmm. Quiet down, everybody. You either look look impotent or, like, super domineering. Right. Yeah. Right. Business idea. Okay. Love this. Love how we're starting this. (laughs) Clear clear profit motive here. Clear clear profit motive is uh, a device that is specifically designed for this just makes okay. a noise now i haven't designed the noise yet and, mm. and i don't know if that's necessarily something we go into today or not maybe that's maybe that's future product development okay but the noise it's big but not rude because everybody associates it with this one thing okay yeah we need to come up with the noise we need to come up with the noise because here's the thing here's the thing because i agree the noise has got to be big but the noise has to also be distinct and the noise can't be rude. So these are the right. criteria for our noise. It also has to cut through conversation, right? Like we can't do right. it at conversational tone or volume. Otherwise, it's just going to be lost. So we got to do something else. Um, so it's a device that right, if it's... Because- one, okay, one sound. Okay, okay. <laughs> the obvious example that cuts through is an air horn. But that's terrible, and everybody hates that. See, see, right? here's here's my suggestion. Here's my initial right off the bat noise suggestion. Okay, air horn. They went high with it. Air horn. They went high. Let okay. me just hit you with this noise. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I was expecting you to to actually. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly, but um, I think it's I think it's got potential for sure. For sure, yeah. It's low, right? I feel like it's yes. not going to be too intrusive, but like you'll notice when it comes out. Right, right. Ooh, actually, here's the thing. Here's here's my take. Your noise, but what we do with it is it starts at a low volume Ooh. and builds, but the ah. person controlling it can can cut it off whenever. So if it's not working, it just gets louder and louder until it's finally working and then you shut it off, right? Uh-huh. Okay. 
I am I am envisioning a worst case scenario with this Luke where the person at the front is like is new to the technology and can't figure out how to turn it off and they're just like okay I guess we can talk over it oh oh it's getting louder okay can anybody do something about this please hello can you hear me <laughs> meanwhile like I'm in the back going oh <laughs> no we we boomer proof it Dan it's how? a single button it's a single button item Oh, this button is why on, it's button okay. off. This is why it's one single device the, and not an app. This is the value. This is the value. We're in, we're in simplicity. We get one of these in every classroom. <sighs> I'm talking. I'm talking five bucks per. Ooh. Okay. 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 Wow. Why do we need one in every classroom? I feel like we could borrow. Like, hey, can I borrow the wah for a little bit? Yeah. Be- you're gonna forget. You're not gonna. It's. It's five dollars. Put it in every classroom. This is this is what the schools are saying. I assume. It's true. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's five dollars put in every classroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One dollar. Who cares? Well, look, you're trying to make money off of this. You got to do five. You got to do a fiver. Okay. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing a fiver. Um, and I and I think it's working out. Here's my concern: is the pranks that are enabled because of this. Some student mm. gets their hands on this thing, hides it in one of the ceiling tiles, starts it at the beginning of class. You don't notice until halfway through, and it's like, God, where is that wall coming from? <laughs> I feel like we could max it out, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know vol- volumes. Let's say max out at 90 decibels. Oh, that's so loud, Luke. <laughs> Is it? I have no clue. I have no clue. I think that's incredibly loud. Yeah. Okay. What? What? We'll do the. We'll do the research. Max it out at X decibels, and I don't know, fifteen seconds. Okay, but Luke, now we're limiting ourselves because the room size is going to vary. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have different. We'll have different products, right? Okay. Yes, the big one is ten dollars. If you want the big right. one, right? You've got we've got the we've got small, medium, large. Yeah. I mean, we'll change the names. Obviously, big boy is the large one. Obviously, little boy doesn't work for small because that's weird. But we'll, 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 it's a work in progress. Is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just coming here for initial investments. Actually, oh, is that are we doing a are we doing a little Shark Tank? Is that what this is? We're pitching to our investors, the <laughs> yeah. audience. Okay, yeah, yeah. Listeners, you are the sharks in this case. Are you investing with me? You get $5 million for 2% of the company because I'm confident. And have so much experience in manufacturing. Yeah, okay. So much. It's cool. Easy. It's really easy. Um, yeah, I think this is a winner, Luke. Of all the ideas and business things that we have suggested on the pod, I think this might be our, uh, our winner. Um, okay, good. So good work. Um, I will be trademarking that sound, by the way. So you're going to have to license it from me if you want to do okay. this. Okay. But we can work something out. We can work out a friend, a friend, a friendly deal. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I put the context of that in schools. Um, and let's transition into another school setting. Oh! Which is our, our book here, uh, To Shape a Dragon's Breath. We have read up to... Uh, the chapter is Anicus make, made the acquaintance of a pleasant classmate. I don't mm. have numbers, mm. but that's where we've stopped. Sounds like a pleasant chapter. Before we get into it, Luke, we got to talk about the elephant in the room or the elephant okay. in the room, as some might say. Right. So we either chose the... No, no, no. I think it's both. I think we chose both the best and the worst book for us. And... What I mean by that is we chose the worst book for us because we're terrible at pronunciation and yes, we never feel good about it. We chose the best book for us because there's a pronunciation guide at the beginning, which is so That's nice. Right. But then it comes all the way back around to being the worst book for us because I did go through it, but there was a lot in the pronunciation guide and I had trouble remembering all of them as we got into it. So I still forgot a lot of how to pronounce these names yes yes uh i i think that will be um as as always we 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 mispronounce things but we'll try our best Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Again, again, appreciate the pronunciation guide so much. Very helpful. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. That's that's the big elephant in the room that you were that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. We got to get that out of the way at okay. the beginning. Okay. So, um, I, I'm not sure where to start here. The first thing I would say is um, love to get like a variety of dragons. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. The you only you only ever get like one or two types, or like different colors, you know? Yeah, like yeah. an Aragon situation where they're all different colors, which is good, fine. But this feathers, antlers, horns, <laughs> antlers, great. Show me crab claws. Sorry, Steve. Show me crab claws on one of these dragons, please. <laughs> Man, imagine, you, you know who, which dragon you would bond immediately with? I mean, come on. G- give, give Dan the Venom Sack Give dragon. me the Venom Sack dragon. We're all asking for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the variety of these, of these dragons is very good. Uh, you know what I want to know, Luke? We've got a lot of species of dragon represented here, and like some are good for fighting and f- and like running like really fast or flying really fast. Some are good for dragon's breath. They make really good dragon's breath. Where's the cuddle dragon? Mm. Where's the dragon that is just okay. the softest, like most caring dragon that everyone's like, I'd love to get it. One of these cuddle boys. <laughs> I don't know why this is where I went good- with this. I just want one. I do appreciate because like a, a lot of times our issues are everything is associated with like battle and we're always like, give mm. us the practical uses. This book has done that, right? We have dragons for battle, but dragons are practical uses. And now you're you're put you're pushing the envelope a little bit. You're like, give me <laughs> give me dragons for impractical non-battle uses like cuddling. I mean what Okay, impractical from a certain perspective, Luke. But also, I will I, say there I, I, are yeah. there are dragons in this world who are bred for like racing. It's just like for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me a big fuzzy one, please. You're going fuzzy. The thing is, it's tough because I feel like at what point are you not a dragon? When you no longer you know have I mean? wings and breathe fire. Okay. Okay, so the scales don't come into play at all for you. It's I the, don't it's think the they breathing matter. fire, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm having trouble envisioning us. Breathing, breathing fire a, plus wings are the only requirements for for dragon. Correct for for me at least. I like it. Yeah. We'll see if that definition holds up, but I feel like I feel pretty good about it. I agree. I agree. Give us give Dan a give Dan a fuzzy boy with no scales, uh-uh. but can breathe fire a little dangerous <laughs> he's got to regrow his hair pretty frequently mm, but true true what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um okay uh okay i want to start us off actually a little bit earlier um well let me first say the other another elephant in the room which is this is very based on like Hmm. North American, like uh, colonization, co- colonization in the I think even like the the year ranges given are similar. I want to say it's like eighteen forty two, which yeah. is what they said. So it's like industrialization following brutal colonization. It sounds like right. Um. So, yeah, a lot of this is, like, very obviously relevant to real experience. Aside from the dragons. Um, Aside from the dragons. Yeah. Bef- so, um, I the one thing I was thinking of was just, like, it was interesting to see the, uh, the home island um, and then her, her brother's, like, thoughts on it and the mm-hmm. reasons for leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just because like 
so I think his his reason was basically like, you know, you guys you guys love it here. This is like your lifestyle and just like I personally am like prefer this like super fast moving type of lifestyle is what is what I got from it. So I I got something a little bit different because when he takes Onicus to the machine shop where his friends work and he spends his time as much as he can it's clear that he's really passionate about that it's clear that that is what he wants to do with his life and Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist back on the island and he mentions at one point he's saving up to be able to build one on the island that to me Mm -hmm. indicates that he does want to go back that he doesn't like living in the city he wants to go back he just also wants to be able to pursue this like machine work that he started Mm. okay sure yeah i guess i guess you're 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 zeroing in a little bit more specifically Mm -hmm. on something whereas i was thinking more broadly but but yeah i think I, i i agree i mean i don't think he loves living in tenement housing sure of course I, I think the, the the point that I'm thinking of, right, is if he's wanting to, like, go and learn and invent things and bring them back to their island, mm-hmm. I, I think the difference between that is that, like, his grandmother, for example, or, like, other people that don't necessarily have the desire to, to go to this to the like English cities or whatever, yeah. like don't feel the need to bring that stuff back to the Island. Right. They're like, we don't really like actually want that. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're like against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so, so it's, I don't know, just interesting to see mm-hmm. the different perspectives on there. Yeah, it is interesting. And also like, it's easy to discredit the elders, I think as being old fashioned and traditional and like unfair for being so upset that Anakis's brother left, but they also seem to have a pretty fair point in that the life that he leads in the city sounds kind of miserable a lot of the time. Yeah. And bringing back a piece of that potentially sullies what they have on the Island. Um, right i think i forget who said it but someone was basically saying that unlike some of the other civilizations that have been subjugated by the anglish by like war or or something else theirs is going to be more like a slow bleed mm -hmm, where all the young people leave yeah right which oh man we've read a few books now that have dealt with colonization and colonialism they're so rough because it It i mean of course it's a like brutal and horrific thing that happened in our world but just reading about the details of how it worked it just feels so hopeless to do anything about it in like every case we've read about the one i'm thinking of in particular the one i'm thinking of in particular that really like sticks out at me is the trader baru cormorant that we read a while ago mm-hmm. and right. just how inevitable it all felt was so tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the dragons can, can lighten the mood a little bit, I guess. God, I really hope so. Uh, speaking of dragons, I want to talk about one dragon in particular. We are. Okay. We are learning some stories that different cultures have for where dragons come from. (laughs) And one of the stories that I want to focus on is the story that the people of Mosquapog tell about where dragons come from. And it starts with Napashue mother, Napashue's mother. So Napashue was like the first dragon that was tame. (laughs) Napashue's mother, which doesn't have a name, was like ferocious and refused to be tamed. Right. The way that they tame the dragon 
is a crow comes and teaches them a sick dance. And the dragon is so hype on the dance. She's like, I want my kid to learn how to Dougie. Teach him how to Dougie, please. (laughs) Uh, So now you get dragons. Which, first off, I want to say, very different kind of story for how dragons came to be working with people than the story we get about the Anglish, which is like, yeah, this dude conquered the dragons by... Um, putting this rune down and sacrificing his eye, and then he subjugated the dragons. Right. Um, but what kind of what dance is this, Luke? What what kind of dance are we going with that a dragon was like? You know what? Yeah, I want in on that. How good is this here's dance? The thing. Here's here's the thing. I think it's hmm. the okay. Actually, here's the question. Is it one dance or is it being able to dance? Oh. Do you know uh, what I mean by okay. this okay. distinction? Yes. And Luke, what I'll say about this is to dance doesn't feel like hard. So for example, I I I see you. You're moving in a certain way to music. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, that looks cool. I would like to do that too. There's not a lot that i have to do to be dancing like there's not a lot that that takes me from not dancing to dancing do you know what i mean okay i mean i think when you're thinking of dancing as a binary sure and i and i think that is that's what we're talking about right like i don't think mm, i i don't think it's i mean i think that it's actually i was thinking that you were making an argument against the idea of it being a single dance because like if you're the dragon and you're seeing them dance, I don't think that you necessarily need like to be able to have someone teach you the dance because you can watch it. However, you do need someone to be like, this is how you dance generally. Oh, oh, because mm. I'm sure there's plenty of dances. OK, OK. I kind of want to put a middle ground here because my issue with you're right about one dance. If it's just one dance, if I watch long enough, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get it. So there's got to be more than one. But if it's just two dance, like the definition of what dancing is, is so broad. Sure. But like, I want to dance like, like you guys dance. Okay. Right. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. So it's a it's dancing like them. It's not just dancing in general. Because I can dance, but you put me on a stage with Bruno Mars and people are not going to be comparing the two of us. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They'd be like, that guy can't dance. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and sure, definitionally, I might be dancing, but not really. I'm not really. Right. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so then my question, Luke, a crow teaches them how to dance. How does that influence <laughs> what the dance looks like? I'm I'm envisioning a lot of hopping around, a lot of hopping and well, flapping. So, <laughs> a lot of hopping. I mean, it is kind of like maybe this is why the dragon wants to also dance because it's like that looks like a dance that I could do. Mm, dragons like you guys don't even have wings. Watch this. <laughs> I feel like I if I knew how I I feel like I could improve on that a little bit. Uh huh. Yes. 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 Um, you're right. It's a lot of it's a lot of hopping. Um, a lot. Of, I think a lot of head bobbing, probably actually. For sure. Yep. Yep. A lot of tapping the ground with your face. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. Well, that all sounds good to me. I mean, that sounds like a dance. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It had to be good because the dragons say. were like, "We got to learn this." We do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I do have a note here about a, the other story or one of the other stories. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to move to that? Let's go. Okay. So the other story is more of this like Viking type thing, um, where I think it's Sigur Windtooth, who is like the, this chief of, um, the, 
the group that I sounds like Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a dragon that has been raiding them and like taking all of their whatever uh, sheep or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And he goes and tries to fight it with a bunch of his people, all of them die. And then he goes to some people who show them some kind of whatever spell or whatever it is to, to basically conquer the dragon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, how do I say this? I don't like Sigur Windtooth. Mm. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And I, as I was doing this, I was starting to be like, why do we, why do we admire the Vikings again? <laughs> Which is this, okay? So they made essentially their living on raids, right? At least we hear in this context, which is like they yeah. raided the cowardly uh, people down south yeah. who couldn't fight back and took all of their sheep again, whatever. Yeah. And then now I'm supposed to be mad at the dragon who is mm. essentially doing the same thing to you. Mm. The hypocrisy. No. No. I mean, Luke, I don't think we're supposed to think the Vikings are cool. I don't think we're supposed to think that the Anglish are cool and good in this book. <laughs> okay. Okay. I In this book, for sure. For sure. I was just extending this to being like, yeah, if you're a raiding society, you're adding nothing. <laughs> we do not sow, Luke. <laughs> not not useful in any way huge detriment to society (laughs) at large (laughs) yeah but they have dragons now now okay so that's cool and they did a neat trick to get them that's right yeah uh yeah that's my take vikings are lame until you put it this way, I actually hadn't... Like, the difference between the two stories is really stark, obviously, but it is a pretty clear metaphor here for, like, the anguish being sort of hypocritical and not very cool. And, yeah, pretty good characterization, actually. This story does a very good job. Mm-hmm. Something that I, Something that I'm concerned about, Luke... That, that might not do a very good job. Onicus submits an application to go to school, to go to the university, right? Uh-huh. What kind of a university is it again, Luke? Uh, a, a dragon craft. Yeah, so school. it's a dragon craft school. What does the application look like? Is it just like, do you have a dragon? Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has to be. It has to be, do you have a dragon? Yes, no. And then some demographic information. <laughs> if that, right? <laughs> um, because Onicus's brother is like, yeah, I had this, I got this application sent to me so I could bring it to you so you could apply to go to dragon school with your dragon. <laughs> what do you mean? I have to apply. What, I have to like do the GRE or something? What is this? Well, here's the interesting thing. There are multiple schools, right? Yeah. My question actually is, who is chasing who? Do you know what I mean by this? Are the Uh, students trying to get into a school or are the schools trying to recruit students? It depends. I guess it depends on what the enrollment's like at this school. Okay. Do we think there are other dragon schools? Yes. Okay. I think confirmed. I think definitely there are other dragon schools. So then how do you think this one compares? What's your sense for how this one compares to the other dragon schools? Um, Honestly, I have no clue. My initial sense just from this first class that we've got seems like it's a pretty good school. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. The first, a lot of wealthy folks here. Okay, sure. The second, this chemistry class seems too intense for a community college gig. Right. Nothing wrong with community college at all. Definitely something wrong with this chemistry class. Um, but it doesn't seem like you could get away with something like this in a community college setting. As in, get away with it as in, if you're 
the professor you can't get away with this yeah like you're not gonna lock the doors and be super strict and like you're gonna have no students that come you're saying you're saying if it's a bad school people would leave because this guy sucks maybe okay again i don't want to rag on community colleges here if it's a school that doesn't have a reputation as like prestigious Mm -hmm. then Yes, I think you're going to have people who just don't show up. Who are like, I'm not going to subject myself to this bullshit. Right. And so I think the school has a certain level of prestige. I think think that's probably true. The other thing I was wondering is, um, do you think that it could be more progressive than other schools? And here, let me caveat this. Obviously, it's not progressive at all. Sure, of course, of course. However, <laughs> there are four women, and right. this is what this this is the point. the The headmistress, or whatever the role is, yeah, is um, like oh. famously the first. I don't know if she was like the first woman to to be a battle. She was like the first in a long time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I, my gut says this is slightly more progressive than other Mm -hmm. schools. I'm going to say other schools on the continent. Okay. Yep. I. Like on a scale from zero to 100, this school is a five and other schools are a four. (laughs) Or a two even. Yeah. Okay. Being, two being low, not high (laughs) on the diversity and inclusion category. Um. I am trying to figure out because this is going to affect this is going to affect things in our rating. Is Naki's a slur? It feels like one for it sure. It really feels like a bad thing people are calling Onicus. Yeah. I'm it, Okay, it feels like a slur that has not been defined as a slur yet. Oh. Uh. <laughs> This is the N-word before the N-word was realized that we should not be using it. Right. This is... <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, this tracks for me. The... Mm. Okay. Man. This is a tough read, Luke. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, okay. I, I do have a note on something that's less heavy. Okay. So... She uh, meets Marta. Yes. And uh, has a lunch with her and has a very unpleasant experience there. And then later, I I forget exactly how this comes up. Um, Maybe it's with, uh, I forget her name. Who's, do you remember the name of her friend who is the the maid? Liberty. Liberty. Yes. Yes. Um, I think they're talking a little bit about like what English girls do like for school and stuff like that. Yeah. And the early stuff, as we know from like actual older English is like, you know, classes or like learning to be in polite society, which includes things like, like classes on pleasant conversation. Yeah. This is going to be a hot take. Okay. Not a bad idea. Not a Whoa! bad idea. Just gen- like ob- like for for the population at large, some little just some little, I don't know, social classes. This is how you become friends with people. Oh, Luke, this is different. <laughs> You're not talking about social classes. When you talk about a class on pleasant conversation, this feels so bad to me because it feels like it feels like it's a way of dancing around terrible things in your society. It feels like it's a way of there's a certain amount of whitewashing that is happening with like pleasant conversation, like good things to oh, talk sure. about talking about like, here's what you should be talking about with other people. Um, okay. I think now social classes that are things like how to make friends or how to like <laughs> listen to other people <laughs> like listening practice uh very valuable for sure yeah yeah yeah. i'm saying i'm saying we need to incorporate it that's a, a very different that's a very different class 
sure yes i i agree um <laughs> where do we fit that in the high school curriculum luke is that gonna fit right after like finance like managing your finances and taxes or like the extensive sexual education program that a lot of schools have <laughs> right i i do so i do think that we have the resources to include it in in our schools uh-huh. um and probably and the political will i think it's easy to oh yeah yeah it's gonna be a piece of cake i think mm-hmm <laughs> I think I think K through twelve, honestly, every year. Every year. Mandatory. Mandatory. Can you fail? What happens if you fail? Who? That's tough. That is that is what's worse, actually. Failing okay. PE or failing being nice class. Being uh, nice one oh one. Being nice, I feel like, is worse if you fail that. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's tough. Oh. Well, anyway, to get back to the book, obviously, uh, some people would fail this class because there's some people that are not very nice. I'm going to say it. Wow, Luke. Wow. So bold. So brave. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Thank you for really stepping up. That's right. That's right. Uh, the, the, the one note that I have is not quite on the same thing, but uh, comes when she is talking to Marta. Uh, a little bit later about dragons uh and i audibly gasped when marta said uh dragons are beasts yeah <laughs> i was like <laughs> laying in bed reading like <gasps> <laughs> luke i totally i totally get where you're coming from I, I agree with you. This was shocking. This was so shocking. Uh, I, since we're on this topic, Luke, I am curious because there's a bit of a parallel here. Um, I don't want to put you on blast or anything, but I'm curious your stance on crating dogs. On crating dogs? Thoughts on crating um, dogs. So... I mean, generally, I think I'm pretty neutral on it. Okay. We we don't really, we don't create our our dogs, uh-huh. but I don't think I actually have much against it. Okay. Assuming it's for like reasonable periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, totally. I don't have an informed opinion about this. It just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They do this with their dragons, and that feels really bad to me. Right. Their dragons stay in what is essentially the, like, kennel or or stable. Maybe we'll say stable. Yeah. For, like, most of the day. And Anakis's roommate, Martha, is like, it's cool. They mostly sleep all day anyway, so they don't mind. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um... The the crating thing is an interesting question that I don't honestly know the answer to because because plenty of people that are like genuine jog trainers that I like fully believe are like think it's great, right? But you're right; it just like feels weird. It's like are we gonna, we're gonna just like not keep them in there we're gonna, for this long? We're gonna put them in dog jail and they're cool with it, <laughs> and they like it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, it, some, I, it works great for some people, for some dogs even. Mm. Mm-hmm. For some dragons too. Some dragons, apparently. Now, as we know from Game of Thrones, they're going to start getting smaller. Right, because they're enclosed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. It's a shame. I mean, maybe there's um, like bookish introverted dragons. <laughs> okay. Okay, they like to spend their time thinking in solitude. Right, right. Um, yeah, why not? But not all dragons are that way, right? Not all dragons have like a velvet armchair and a mahogany desk with a little table lamp in right. their in their den. A little double entendre there for den. Nice. <laughs> right. I, I I presume I presume not, especially like the bigger ones. I don't know. Seems like they'd want to be flying around. 
How? Okay. How are these kids not constantly flying around in their dragons? I get that they have to go to class. I totally get that. 100%. As soon as class is out, I am gone. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll say a lot of their dragons are not very big yet. I'm talking the ones in the stables, Luke. The ones that are too big to be inside anymore. That presumably you can ride. Yeah. I mean, even aside from riding, we're hanging out. How are we not? How are we not hanging out all the time? (laughs) I'm sorry. Is a dragon this mundane to you? It is. It is. It is crazy. Your world is so boring if dragons are mundane. This is not a horse. I get it if you're not into hanging out with your horse. Like, horses, you're not soul bonded to a horse. It can't breathe fire and fly. Right. Dragons have all those things. Ah. These people are dead inside. These people are dead inside, Luke. I hate them. (laughs) I know. I know. I do, like, the... Sometimes the parallels feel really tough for me to like to dogs Uh uh-huh which again i i don't know what to say about comparing them to dogs but um when she gives uh i forget her dragon's name uh when she gives her dragon a little sausage kasakwa and yeah and the other guy's like you're not supposed to feed them like in the house it's like a very good advice for dogs <laughs> mm-hmm. that I that I follow uh, very closely. Yes. And so I'm, I'm like a little bit uncomfortable with some of the, I don't know, like similarities that I feel like I have with this. When you say uncomfortable, what does that mean, Luke? You mean you're raising a couple of little dragons or what? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> like... Obviously, the setup here is two extremely different societies and approaches to life yes. in general. Yes. And from his, like, you know, from historical perspectives, looking back on it, like, obviously, one side is really bad. And it makes me uncomfortable when I do the things the really bad side does. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And this is what gets me back to the caging dog thing, too, is like... Mm-hmm. The English are not the heroes in this at all. At every turn, the English seem despicable in a lot of ways. Their society seems totally busted. Basically, if they're doing it, it's bad. Do the opposite. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah, when they do things, that, yeah, okay. Definitely the dog angle is tough. Um. The other angle that's tough here, Luke, as a chemist... I am so upset they made the chemist the biggest asshole. They pulled a Snape on us, <laughs> and I'm a little bit sick of it. Famously, famously laboratory chemists are the worst. They're all assholes. Right, I guess not necessarily laboratory, but... but <laughs> Chemistry the teachers. The version of whatever fictional story we're reading, always the worst. It's like all these authors had horrible chemistry experiences, and I just want to say, like, it's come. It's not all of us. It's not all of us, guys. <laughs> I promise. I don't know. Maybe okay. it is. Do you lock? Do you lock your students in slash out? I do lock the door. I don't let them leave. I keep them five minutes late and start class five minutes early. Um. Yeah. I don't slow down. I don't accommodate any student requests. Yeah. Very good. So, I mean, it all seems reasonable, right? Like, that's chemistry. That's not my fault. (laughs) Right. If you're not responding to the way that uh, I'm teaching the lesson, then that's that's a you problem. Right. It's not my job to to teach you to the best of my abilities. It's just to, to teach you the way that I want to. Right, the lesson's the lesson. It's up to you to get it, okay? Right. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't understand why chemists are all getting a bad rap. We're just doing our job. Yeah. Good for the, the, the philosophy teacher's looking good here, though. The philosophy teacher always gets to look good. <laughs> they get to talk about whatever they're... Ugh, Luke! 
They get to be like, hey, so there's a trolley going down a track. This is a fun thing to think about. Like, come gather around, kids. Let's talk about this trolley, huh? <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got to be over here like, all right, so atoms have electrons and nuclei, and the number of protons is, corresponds to the atomic number on this chart over here. I don't get to be like, hey, what if there's a multiverse? <laughs> it's not fair! <laughs> I mean, that's, again, I think it's on you, Dan. You could you could have been a philosopher. Maybe I'll just start teaching philosophy instead of chemistry and see what happens. Step one is get tenure. Step two, refuse mm -hmm. to teach chemistry, only teach philosophy in class. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's good. You can have a chemistry angle to it, though. Mm. Have you guys heard of quantum mechanics? I don't know, man. Things can be both at the same time. It's crazy. Let's talk about the duality of man, huh? <laughs> I think you'd be great at it, honestly. I'd, I'd love it. I really would. Um, speaking of faculty, Luke, were you excited to get Fisher Gesha back? <laughs> okay. To be clear, who is Fisher Gesha to you in this? <laughs> Professor Ulfar. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes, because he's on the he's on this on the on the spider drudge. I yeah, it comes out with the spider drudge. Oh, I was like it's Fisher Gesha, you shouldn't cool. have. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm into I'm into it. I mean, he's also really cool. Yeah, exactly. Seemingly, a mentor figure into making cool old. machines. Old. I mean, seems great. I'm loving him. That's right. Always, always a Fisher Garrett. Always love a Fisher Gesha character. Yeah, gotta have it. An FG. <laughs> From now on, we're gonna identify the FG of every book. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. We do like that. Um, okay. From now on, yeah, we can't go back. We can't go back. Right. So, something really stood out to me, Luke. Something okay. really bothered me about these dorms. So, Onicus. Gets into her dorm for the first night, settles down, really soft bed, and the pillow is lavender scented. Mm. Fuck off with scented laundry detergent. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> All the way. All the way out of here. Sure. sure uh, yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I don't want my face to be constant. Like, I don't want to be inhaling the scent of lavender all I think night. the lavender in particular. Like, I think that there's some that are okay, actually. Mm, I Because then you smell like it. Like, all day the, the you ones smell that like are, it. The ones, the ones that are just like, this is the clean smell. Yeah, those, okay. Those Objectively, no, no, those are the worst. Whoa, those are the worst. Wait, what do you mean? What do you the mean? The clean smell, the clean smell is the worst smell because it it doesn't smell like anything but like laundry clean. It's and then you smell yeah. like the laundry clean. Yeah, it's nice. No, oh, I do not like the clean smell. <laughs> I would to be clear, we're we're never doing we're never doing like fabric softener. Oh. Or like an extra, or like dryer sheets, or like extra stuff like that. All a scam. So like, ob obviously, like we're not. It's not going to be super intense. I'm just saying, saying a little bit of like, mm. this is this is clean laundry. It's fine to me. I don't want. I don't want lavender. I don't want freaking like honeysuckle or whatever. I don't want that. You want the. You want the. The scent that some lab rat cooked up in his beaker and was like, "Yes, this is the smell of clean." Hate those, hate those lab rats with their beakers. They're, <laughs> as we all know, the worst. Um. <laughs> now I've got to go teach a class where I abuse children. Yes, that's right. Um, give me a little bit of, give me a little clean. I don't know. Oh, laundry scent. We will it's never, fun. we will never agree on this, Luke, and we're gonna have to just leave it there because I can't go back and forth with you on how terrible it is. <laughs> fine, 
That's cool. Ugh. No. Okay, okay, quick question. Do you like the smell of dryers? Do you know what I mean by this? Do you mean like dryer sheets? No, no, not dryer sheets. When you walk by like a place that does laundry yeah, and you can smell the dryer smell. Do you like that smell? I always thought the dryer smell was dryer sheets, like people putting dryer sheets in there. I don't think so. Otherwise, I don't know what a dryer smells like. Now I'm questioning it. It's just hot air, right? I don't, dryer stuff. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We might, need the, <laughs> we might need the listeners to clarify this for us because, one, I am not the most perceptive person, so maybe I just don't notice. Uh, and two... I just assume that it's all dryer sheets. Is there a dryer scent? Somebody tell us, please. What What is your point about dryer <laughs> smell, though, Luke? That's nice. I think it's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I'm glad we ended up here. Yeah. But, uh, but okay. Let, let's end with this by just saying lavender, obviously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be requesting a change up on that right quick. Mm-hmm. The good thing is she has, a, she has an end. Mm. Hey, Liberty, chill out with the lavender. Maybe get a little chamomile. A little nighttime scent. (laughs) Well, Luke, we've gotten a fair amount of names that we've we've learned to pronounce here. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm going to make it a goal for next time to pick up a couple more names that I've learned to pronounce. Okay. I'm going to go through the pronunciation guide again, get some more names down. um, And, you know... Aside from that, as usual, we're going to be bringing the hot takes. And definitely being dumb nerds. Yeah.